This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. Now it's always a pleasure to speak with Acme United CEO Walter Johnson and I had the chance to catch up with him on the 2nd of March, shortly after the company's latest earnings conference call. I asked Walter about the challenges of doing business in 2021, for some colour on Acme's 2021 results, what the invasion of Ukraine might mean, and his expectations for 2022. Now apologies for a dip in sound quality in places, but we were speaking over the phone and there was a bit of interference on the line and the odd cut out. And the interview also ends rather abruptly, unfortunately, which was due to a quote unquote technical issue. So please don't think I was being rude. Here's the interview with Walter. Uh, obviously, congratulations on another, another great, great set of results. I think uh, another record year for for acme the, the, at least the second one in a row and perhaps perhaps more than that how how, how would you sum up uh 2021 well it was our 12th record year of sales in a row um and i'm not sure how many record earnings in a row um because there's some tax things that uh, as we shifted where things were produced um changed some of our pre-tax to different numbers uh, over the years but basically it's the 12th record year in a row um the um, year was tough. It was a very difficult year, and the challenges seemed to be every day: a delivery issue, a price issue, a an illness issue, a plant shutdown issue. It just uh, uh, couldn't get trucks. Uh, it was a very tough year, and I credit. Uh, the people that we sell to as well as our team because the close communication with the, the buyers and supply chain managers and, and professionals with our customers were working hand in hand with um, our uh, similar people. And you can imagine if there's a, a COVID problem in one of our factories or in China and it's, Delaying something, the juggling of schedules and the resetting of uh, uh, locations for uh, the, the eventual sale, just it's a constant change. And I, I really credit a lot of the growth and success we had to our customers who worked with us. Mm -hmm. And it's very important to have decisions made on planograms and uh, selections well in advance and i think people know that but it's a different time than it was just a year and a half ago mm -hmm. and so looking out eight months for production if there's something special to be made we need to know because things just take time or um, i haven't been to china in two years and that is staggering to me um it's something I, I do all the time and our hong kong team hasn't been able to even visit our guangzhou and ningbo offices 
to two years. Um, so it's it's very difficult as we work up new programs, as we work up uh, uh, just everything is in slow motion. So it's, our, our customers have been really working with us and making decisions as early as they can. Um, and then we're expediting on the other side. Mm. But it's just a very, very difficult process. Okay. So if I were to sum up 2021, it was a very difficult year. And we executed, but every day there was another challenge. Okay. When we talk about the new normal, I guess you're dealing with adversity on on, on a daily basis and dealing with with the unknown and being able to to be agile. These are all part of this this new normal, aren't they? Yes, they are. And the new thing that arises, for example, the conflict in the Ukraine six months ago was not something that would come front and center, and today. It does, and it's totally changed so many of the dynamics, and honestly, it is heartbreaking. Um, and But the, the net of this is, for, for businesses, um, a rerouting of vessels, a, uh, probably a shortage of gasoline and uh, fuel um, in the U.S. and in Europe as we try to compensate for 2.5 million barrels of oil that goes to Europe that they may not get from Russia now. Okay. Um, that's, yeah. well, that's a problem. Yeah. And the inflation is, is higher than we expected six months ago. Okay. Yeah, I'll talk about that in a second. You, you, you mentioned uh, you know, Russia and, and the Ukraine uh, situation. From a, Just from a business perspective, what does, that, what does that mean for you? Well, from our European subsidiary, it was a very, very small piece of the business maybe 40,000 euro annually. Um, and so we haven't had any orders since this happened, and I suspect we will uh, not accept them. Uh, but it, it's, not a, uh, it's not meaningful to us. So we can't have an impact directly to Russian sales. We're, we're just, it's insignificant. Um, but I, I do think that um, the resulting inflation from both oil prices hitting records and there will be shortages which will increase that further and oil goes everywhere mm. it goes in the plastic it goes in or, or coal i mean all those kinds of resources that we get from russia um you know the the, the smelting of iron ore to turn it into eventually steel um, that's energy intensive. Uh, the, the the steamers coming across the Pacific or the Atlantic, mm. it's using crude oil, um, our cars and our heating. So it is so pervasive that this is very inflationary. And because of um, closed air spaces and um, some rerouting of shipping, uh, this will also cause delays. Let me give you an example. If I'm for to be flying again to Hong Kong or, or Shanghai soon, which I hope I am soon, um, the air from the U.S. typically goes down the uh, up the North Pole and then it's mm. down uh, across Russia. Yeah. You can't do that now. So you probably have to, for me, I'd fly to Los Angeles and then fly 
Taiwan probably or fly from Los Angeles to Hong Kong. Well, that's delays. That's extra. Yeah. And there aren't that many routes. Yeah. So it's different. Yeah. Obviously, we, we had inflation in in twenty twenty one. How are you planning for that in 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 twenty twenty two? And how how does, how does what's happening now? How does that obviously exacerbate the situation and then impact your your planning for this year? Well, we're really reactive to uh, inflation, and so we're not planning for the next increase before it happens. Uh, we're really trying to total up and then go forward when we see what it's costing us. And, and that's backwards. But it's conservative, and it will tend to give the, the, the customer better value, um, which is important. That's why we're in business. Um, ultimately, you you need to give your customer value. Um, but I see further increases happening in 2022. And they will probably be sizable because we've got the new inflationary shocks um, and they're getting priced into everything we do. And, of course, even on the labor side um, for uh, our warehouse workers, which is such shortages and our manufacturing operations in the U.S. and Canada, um, those are all... Uh, being factored into our prices as well. So I don't see a, um, a slowdown in um, price increases, uh, particularly with the Russian-Ukraine um, conflict. Yeah. How would you describe your conversations with, with your customers in terms of, of implementing th- these increases? Is it difficult? Are they understanding? Uh, a bit of both? Well, our customers are sophisticated, and they know the world market. In many cases, they're sourcing directly from China or producing themselves, um, and so they're sophisticated. Hmm. And our price increases um, have been consistent with our costs, which probably are reflective of theirs. So it's a conversation that we all understand, and honestly... The our customers say a uh, a large um, office superstore. They're looking to deliver value too to their customers. So we're working together ultimately to give our customers value. Um, so it's it's not so much of a conflict as it is mm. a recognition that we're facing common problems and we all have to stay in business um, in order to deliver the products. Our customers. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was. I'm asking. I was because I, I was talking to a large reseller in, in Europe recently, and he, he was he was a little bit suspicious that the manufacturers were using these inflationary trends to to bump up their margins, and there was a lack of transparency in some of the talks. For how how from a manufacturer's perspective, how how, how would you view that that kind of argument? Well, I think uh, the you need to always be um, careful and and double check um, facts. But some very simple facts: inflation in China was nine point oh five percent in January. So you know mm. that's your your baseline. Then you lay on top of that 
the um, the increased cost of uh, shipping from China to the U.S. or or, or Europe, uh, the container cost, the cost of deliveries, you have a baseline that is quite high. Mm. And if you take a squint back, those kinds of suspicions, you, sh- you should always try to verify. But the, the baseline is so high that if you get a 6% increase from your, your supplier, chances are he's giving you a deal. All right. Well, I hope, I hope the uh, the person in question is listening to this. Um, just just go back to, to last year. Obviously, double digit growth. Any any information in terms of of, of categories? Certainly in relation to to twenty twenty. Obviously, you had fifteen percent growth in in twenty twenty plus more double digit growth in in twenty twenty one. Was it a continuation of that, or were there there's some big differences there? Well, all of our businesses did reasonably well in 2021, whether that was in the office channel, the first aid and medical business, um, sporting goods or the hardware and industrial businesses, they all did well. So I attribute that to um, uh, the increased demand that's going on globally for products. Um, and so whether you bought, um, uh, say, our Westcott scissors at an office superstore or you bought them online, um, they were adding growth um, in the industrial area in both the U.S. and Europe. Factories were busy, and so selling things like our first aid kits um, were uh, for industrial users were very strong. Um, we found that um, between our two major businesses, which are the Westcott um, cutting tools um, and the uh, first aid only. Um, medical and first aid products, they were tracking pretty close to each other in growth. Um, And Westcott clearly benefited from people working in a hybrid model, uh, both in their offices as well as at home. And they were working, so the products were being purchased. We also had market share gain. We had a lot of market share gain. In Europe in particular, you can see that our... um, Growth for the year in um, in uh, local currency was up fifteen percent, mm. and that was market share gain. Um, you may remember that we were open um, in two thousand twenty and did not furlough any workers anywhere in the world. So, at a time when many of the companies that I'm aware of furloughed their workers. We were open, we were hustling, mm. and we were delivering. And we gained some customers that way. Okay, and you've been been able to hold on to those uh, the following year. Right. Yeah. Okay. In terms of channel, obviously you've called out previously that the e-commerce channel is growing. How, how did that evolve in, in 2021? And then perhaps the the office superstore and the the independent channel how did they do all three of them grew okay and um, mm. the e-commerce business um, continues to be um, a strong growth driver but the uh, office superstores did a really good job in um, in 2022 and I think they benefited from uh, some refreshed uh, product families in mm. the stores and online. I think also people 
I know for my, myself, I was in um, some of the secret stores quite often this year as I was working at home um, and sometimes then going to the office. And so I think that's anecdotal, but it, it kind of indicates that if that's what's happening. In the office, secret stores were a strong channel. And the independents, I think uh, companies like W.B. Mason, and not only rebounded for it, but they're selling into um, recovering markets. So that's, that's mm. all to the product. Yeah. How are you looking at 2022? I, I guess with op- offices reopening, some optimism there for the commercial channel? We have a lot of optimism for the commercial channel. And um, I think it will also be a t- tough year. <laughs> it started with a, with a terrible um, situation with Russia and the Ukraine, and mm. not just business, but terrible. And so I, we're optimistic about 2022. I said that we would have, a, uh, in the conference call, I expected another record year um, in, in revenues and probably earnings. Um, and um, we have the, the product placement. We have the customer base. Uh, we can't assess consumer demand, you know, with um, with mm-hmm. continued high inflation. But assuming that um, they continue to be doing okay, we'll, we'll have a record year. Yeah. How how are you thinking about back to school this year? In, in relation to last year, for example? Well, the back-to-school has been very consistent for us in all the years. Where people bought the school supplies changed. Mm. But, for example, um, just take the U.S. market. There's 3.8 million births a year. And so as they get into fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, they're basically um, – that number may shrink a little bit, but it's basically that number. Mm. And so you've got a a pretty predictable and consistent base of users. Uh, Parts they buy may change, but, for example, they need cutting supplies, they need craft products, they need things, they need things that we sell. And if you, the timing changes, sometimes it's more in the second quarter, sometimes more in the third. When uh, COVID happened, there was a lot more purchasing in the second quarter because people were online. Um, last year, we had um, back to school happening even in September mm. because there was uncertainty when people would go back. But you, when you total them up, that business has been consistent and growing. So I expect that again this year. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.